Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hello, Mr. Randy. Thank you, Dora Marie. Hello, Randy. Are you there? I'm so excited to have my sister here. I am here. I'm here. I'm here. 
okay, well, you know, sometimes you get excited about interviews and then when you actually really, really, really know somebody and have a fun relationship, it makes it that much better. And so if you guys do not know Renee, who's actually right underneath me um, with the orange background, absolutely follow her right now because we are going to get into so uh, so much fun in that amazing topic that everybody seems to stumble over, which is the word communication. Good morning, Renee. How are you, my beautiful, amazing, incredible sister? Good morning, my beautiful sister. I am so happy to be here, everyone. You would think that I was getting on camera like I got fully dressed. I had to do my workout first. I'm sitting here with makeup on, earrings and an outfit because I was like, I have to be ready for uh, my friends. <laughs> you know, and that's normally I am on camera as well. I have just been, I have been so flipping sick with this whole craziness. I was like, I begged Randy. I'm like, there's just no way I can pull myself together. So this is the illusion of Amelia right now. It's just the illusion with my voice only. <laughs> Oh, make no mistake. I look terrible. No, we're not even going to pretend that I look like Hey, but I did hair and makeup this morning. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay, there you go. The, the yeah. boys did hair and makeup, and the girls were just like, you know, it's a holiday weekend, and there's like some space buns going on over here. Oh, it's too good. So, listen, I guess I, I, I'll just come in and, and, and set the room. Welcome, everyone, to another amazing episode with the Amelia, uh, with Amelia Antonetti. Of course, Randy, Randall, Kenneth Jones, and the one and only Renee Marino. And today we're going to be talking about uh, becoming a master communicator, which Renee is. And of course, we know Amelia is. And heck, so is Randy. Um, but today we have uh, the distinct pleasure of featuring Renee Marino. So uh, thank you so much for being here. We encourage you, of course, to hit that little box at the bottom of the screen and share this room to uh, to your hallway and invite people in that you know could and should be here because again, who can't, uh, who who in this room feels that they can't become or shouldn't become a better communicator? I know I can. We definitely need some shares. Look at this in the room. We definitely need Absolutely. some shares. I'm, I'm looking right now. Okay, let's see. I'm going to share out the room right now while you guys are chit chatting. I'm going to share. We need to get these shares up for sure. We cannot have a sister here and not be sharing out this room, especially when you talk about communication, especially when we talk about a long holiday weekend, because somebody's going to be putting their foot in their mouth for sure. And we're going to help you do that right now. 100%. And I'm going to say again, because uh, if you're on stage, especially if you're on stage, this is one way that you can pay back to the community, to Breakfast of Champions, is to share this room right now. We're at 2.13. Um, and again, we can, we can of course, go in and see who's uh, who's shared, who's, who hasn't, but we encourage you to share, not just on stage, but those in the audience as well, because this is one of those conversations that can really change somebody's business, somebody's life, somebody's relationship. So make, let's make sure we share this out. Um, and yeah, let's, let's, let's keep moving forward. I invite you, of course, to click the link above for Amelia.com so you can pre-order her book, which is incredible. Uh, and of course, we'll be putting up a link as well for Renee Marino's book. So with that said, I'm passing the mic back over to you, Randy. Okay, so my latest obsession is Renee Marino. So Amelia knows that I become a little obsessive on the people that I meet here. And Renee is one of those people. I'm going to kind of, because we're going to talk about communication, I'm going to disagree in a really wonderful way to what Tony said. I actually make my living as a communicator. I don't think I'm a master yet. And, and I believe we all have the ability to learn from each other. I will say Renee and I have been on the phone together. We kind of come from the same performance background. 
to turning performance skills into speaking skills, into thought leader skills. But I've already learned so much from her that, and her experience that I'm just excited, Renee, that you're with us today. This is going to be so much fun, everybody. This is such a vital topic for all of us because I know in my heart and soul that everything in our lives starts with communication. And when we learn to master this skill, we become limitless. Well, let me give a little bit more background for people. Renee has been part of this room. She's been here. She is a professional communications coach. You were named by Yahoo Finance as one of the top 10 communications coaches to follow in 2021. You have been on, you know, your best-selling book, Becoming a Master Communicator. We're going to put the link up. People jot that down, Becoming a Master Communicator, so that you know that we want to go, you want to go looking for that. But what I'm personally fascinated about is she comes to this, like I did, from a performance background, having appeared on Broadway in West Side Story and, and tours, but What's fascinating, what you may not realize, if you have seen the film Jersey Boys, the Clint Eastwood film Jersey Boys. Who has Renee not was, seen Jersey Boys? Who has not? Who here not seen Jersey Boys? Come on now. Renee played the role, the leading female role of Frankie Valli's wife in that film. In that film. And I have a very specific memory of seeing it the first time. Before I knew Renee and watching this and thinking, wow, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this woman? Oscar, 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 Oscar. I, I believe that you got my Oscar, Renee, even if you didn't get the other Oscar, you got mine. So, but what, Renee, I'm going to, the first thing I want to know, what prompted this shift in career for you? Does that mean you're done performing? Are you done on film? Are you done on Broadway? What is the shift? How, what does your career look like now that you've sort of embraced communication on a, on a, in a different way, on a, on a different stage. Randy, I like to say that I believe my purpose in this life is to activate and use all of my God-given gifts. And I will, I am a performer. I will always be a performer. That is who I am at my core, in my soul. I mean, you'll see my reels even now. I'm talking about communication, but there has to be dance with it. I'm singing sometimes, right? It's, it's, I am my brand and that is who I am. I have many interests. I have many loves, but back in 2019, I was doing my most recent Broadway show, which was Pretty Woman, the musical. Yes, ladies, like the Julia Roberts movie. And at that time, Randy, I started writing my book. So all you would see is me backstage with like five inch hooker heels, a wig, 12 pounds of makeup, and the amazing crew guys would let me use their office to write between numbers. And when that show closed, I said to myself, you know, I'm, I'm ready for a new chapter and I'm ready to utilize this gift of communication because I've always been obsessed with communication, understanding why people connect the way they do. And because I was already writing this book, I was like, okay, I think I, I want to venture into being a coach. It's something that I always did, even as a performer. I mean, I have always taught children, aspiring performers, uh, doing workshops, Broadway workshops. So I always had this love of teaching and coaching, um, but I wanted to connect it with my love of communication. And um, so in 2020, the beginning of 2020, I was like, all right, let's freaking do this. And I 
decided to make the pivot and uh, two months later, the pandemic hit. So here I was, I was taking a course through Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, two, two men that I consider mentors. And um, I was like, okay, well, talk about divine timing. I was like up every day doing my course, you know, starting to take on clients, uh, really like learning this world. And it, it happened to just work out that I couldn't have been performing even if I wanted to. So that's really the, the scope of it, but no, I mean, performing is, is who I am and, and being a performer and understanding how to connect with people from all these different mediums is why I believe that I do have this, this knack for coaching and for helping others with communication because I've done it in so many different mediums. Renee, let's, let's talk about one thing that's important to us. And I'm going to put it out there because we do, both of us get on our soapbox about the importance of arts education. Both of us are the result of an arts education and arts background. And I'm just going to say to anyone, please understand Renee's ability to do what she does, my ability to do what I do comes from choir, comes from band, comes from dance, comes from speech, comes from acting. Anytime we give a young person an opportunity to present themselves in front of other people, we are doing them a service. We are helping them be comfortable getting up in front of people and sharing in a variety of situations. So I just had to kind of soapbox that because I know you and I absolutely agree that there is so much more to an arts education than, than the surface, than what people- Well, and, Ran and Randy, that's a thing. I think everybody, it doesn't matter what your career choices are, every single person if you are looking to succeed at anything have to learn how to communicate you have to right it's a life skill and learning to speak whether that's in an audience of just one other person or many other people is an art form and i think it's so 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 important you know and you know especially with a lot of the covid kids that were locked down you know they became so anti-social and so digitally connected and speaking, like just ordering, you know, their order at a restaurant, you know, they, they're like, they turn themselves inside out, you know, so that being able to really embrace Renee's work to be able to effectively communicate with confidence and clarity is a life skill. Amelia, I just, I, I have to jump in here really quick, Randy, because you just touched upon something um, so, so powerful. And that is, how during COVID so, so many kids became so digitally connected. And I mean, our world is digitally connected right now. And that's the premise of my book. So the, the subtitle of my book is balancing new school technology with what I call old school simplicity. And the, the moment that really set this book into motion, Amelia, you'll appreciate this, was when I was out to a restaurant with a dear friend of mine we were catching up, right? We're like chatting over plates of food and laughing. And a, a family of five sat next to us. And it was a mom and dad, a teenage son, and two young children. And I'm not kidding everyone when I tell you my heart broke because the entire meal, no one spoke to each other. All five of them had their heads down in the digital device, the parents and the teenage son on their smartphones and the two kids like on a, a video game thing. And that was the moment that I was like, oh my goodness, this 
is the light that needs to be shined on this problem of us being so digitally connected and it's such a gift, but then allowing that other part of connection to fall to the wayside. Those old school ways of connecting, being able to sit across from someone at a table and speak face to face, picking up the phone to your actual ear or what I love the most, writing a handwritten letter. So I'm so glad you brought that up, Amelia, because that is something that is so near and dear to my heart. And especially now with, with the pandemic that hit and I mean, children being born during that time, I have, um, my, one of my godsons, he's only about two and a half years old, but when we first started coming around, it was really hard for him to detach from his mother because he wasn't used to it. He was only with his mom the entire time. So this is definitely, um, I think, an, an issue that we're facing. And it's really important that we become aware of it, because if not, we're going to forget how to connect in this in this beautiful old school way. I, and I think it's I think it's critical, you know, and again, and what you're talking about, Renee, I mean, I see it every single day, the disconnection of, you know, us as humans, people sitting at tables, looking down at their devices. I mean, here in New York, it's so crazy that they had to put bumps at the, before you get to the uh, step down and crossing the street, because people don't look up anymore. So they literally had to install bumps down by people's feet because we're looking down so much more than we're looking towards the horizon or looking up because people were walking blindly in front of the streets. We've become such behavior to disconnect and connect with not humans, but our digital devices. And it's leaving us lonely, right? There's people sitting at a restaurant with a human next to them and they're still on their digital devices. I watch kids that are in the same room that are texting back and forth instead of speaking. And what happens is, is they don't learn to communicate any other way other than text and back chat. And that's sad because our personalities are meant to be expressed through all modes of communication. So I think that's why your book is not only timely, but this conversation today is um, so important because we can give people the immediate tools and tricks to start being able to re-engage, which fills that empty hole that so many of us have right now in our heart. Renee, I have a question for you. I'm going to go to the book. Um, one of the things that you said, I'm going to point this out because I love it because we talked about it before. I personally need to point out how much I love it that you want to embrace and explore all of your gifts. I want everyone here to do that. I have come into that throughout my life. I was very focused on performing, 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 but it's when I finally started to explore all of my gifts that I really felt that I became a complete person, that I found what I needed to do and where I needed to be. So I have, I can't let that just slide in and out without really emphasizing that. But my second, my question for you about the book is how is your approach to communication and or your book different from what else we might read from someone else? Well, as I said before, I, my brand is me, I'm my brand, right? And this book will make you feel like you're sitting across from me at the table. It is very, I like to say layman's terms, it is simple, easy, straightforward. And what makes it stand out is that this isn't the type of book that you're like, oh, cool, cool, that was a good read, good story, put it on the shelf. I like to refer to this as like um, a Rick Steves guide to 
Europe. Like when I was in Europe, I had Rick Steve's guidebook with me every step of the way. And after going to a cafe, I'd take the book back out to get some guidance of where now to go for lunch. Right. So I kept referring back to it. And that's the unique part about this book. It's a guidebook that you keep referring back to when you need a communication check-in. Um, chapters uh, six and seven, I'm sorry, seven and eight of the book are all practices, everyone, and not practices that take you nine years to implement. These are practices that you could be like, oh my gosh, um, I'm meeting with you know my boss today. Oh, like I, I always get nervous when I'm meeting with him check out the, the practices in the book, or I have to have a hard conversation with my friend. We are having some resistance. I'm going to look at, look back at the book. And what's also nice is it's a workbook as well. In each chapter, I have what I call a reflection section, which asks questions to prompt you to really think and, and absorb what was just written. Because again, in writing this book, I did so much research on what's happening to our brains because of digital technology. And the truth is our brains have begun to speed up, right? Our, our brains are so incredibly flexible and, and um, they, they work with us, they, they grow, they develop. And because we're so used to moving so quickly, right? Not because of multitasking. Multitasking isn't a real thing. It's task switching. Just think about it. How many times are you on the computer and you're like, okay, I need to figure out um, a restaurant to order some sushi for dinner. And before you know it, it's 45 minutes and you have booked a flight to Bora Bora for a vacation you're not even taking and you still haven't ordered any dinner. And you're like, what just happened? How did I get here? It's because our brains are so used to task switching and they're moving so quickly that what happens is we're just conditioned to be fast, which is why we don't completely listen when someone's speaking. So with this book and putting in the reflection section, it's a, a testament to the importance of stopping, taking a pause, utilizing hand to paper to communicate and allow your nervous system to slow down and calm down to really take in what was just read. For me, I, okay, I have to say, and let's talk a little bit about the technology thing and the fact that we're attached to our phones. I am, I'm, I am glued, my phone is glued to me. I don't necessarily have fear of missing out. That's not really who I am. I have fear of not communicating, fear of not answering, fear of not being there. If Amelia texts me, chances are very good within 30 seconds, I'm going to write her back. Uh, so that's kind of, and I'm just talking about the different ways people can see this. But the other thing I will say, I'm a little bit shocked that when people are sitting down and they're at a dinner and they, they don't notice that their entire family isn't communicating, I don't know how you don't see that, but I'm going to point out another thing that is something that we do. My husband and I use our phones to actually start conversation. So we will look things up. We will look up information about something that we want to talk. Oh, did you see this? We will actually point out different posts and things that we've seen. So there is, in my mind, a way to use technology to actually inspire conversation. That's what we try to do on a regular basis. One thousand percent. And and Randy and everyone listening, this is what I want everyone to really understand. 
this is a book about balancing these worlds, right? Because here's the truth. What a gift technology is. Like we wouldn't be able to be all here together right now if it weren't for technology. So that's the thing. It's such a gift. But just like anything, too much of something is not good either. So what we have to do is find the right time and place to communicate through digital means and the right time and place to put the digital devices aside and have a direct conversation. And my definition of a master communicator is just that. It's a person who knows that right time and place to say, you know what, I'm going to text Amelia. This is just like a quick text. Cool. But then to know that, oh, Amelia and I are like, now writing paragraphs to one another. And this is about a really important topic. I'm going to put this down and I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the phone and say, Amelia, do you um, have time to meet today, either in person or we have that verbal conversation? That's what being a master communicator is all about because it's, it's not good either to say, no, I'm, I'm never connecting through, through text or email or clubhouse or zoom, because the truth is that this is the way of the world now, and it's only going to be getting more advanced. So we want to understand how to live in that world and communicate in that world. But we also want to know how to still say, Randy, let's go have a coffee. I need to talk to you in person. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go here. I have to know. I have to know. This is the ultimate name drop. One of you, the, on the front cover of your book, there is an endorsement from Clint Eastwood on the front cover of your book. You get in this film, he becomes one of your mentors. Talk about Mr. Old School Communicator. I have to know, the Hollywood part, I have to know, what did you learn about communication and communication skills from Clint Eastwood? Randy, he is one of the most genuine, down-to-earth beings that I've ever ever encountered. And in this life, I, I say this a lot. And for those of you who know me well, you know that I, I, I have said this before, but I value nothing more in this life than truly genuine people. You could be the most talented. You could be the most beautiful. You know, I, I've had the honor of, of being amongst celebrities and, and, and meeting some really incredible people. But if you're not a good person and you're not authentic, I'm just like, eh, okay, your talent's great, you're beautiful, but that's it. I don't really want to continue. And with Clint Eastwood, what was most incredible about working with him and becoming friends with him is that if you didn't know he was Clint Eastwood, the legend, and you just met him out, you'd be like, what a cool dude. Like, what a good guy. And when I was filming the movie, that's what was so eye-opening to me. He gave us, as the actors, so much freedom freedom to 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 follow our gut instincts to follow our actor instincts and what that does is and this is a great lesson for any leader right any anyone who owns your own business and you have employees whatever the case may be if you're a teacher the best leaders lead by being and not by telling and what clint does so beautifully is he trusts those around him and there is no ego literally no ego and there were points on the on the film set that he would walk up to me i'll never forget this if you guys have seen the film when frankie and i first go on a date to you know get some pizza in the middle of like the us filming that it was like our first take he walks up to me he goes you know you look like veronica lake in this scene 
And then, and then like, that was it. And he just made a comment. I was like, thanks Clint. So it, do you want me to change something? Like, was, he's like, no, it's great. Keep going. And he just walks away. And for me, I was like, he's so, he's so awesome. And, and he allowed us as actors to, there were many scenes that actually ended up getting cut, but he let us improv for 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, that's unheard of. And one of the scenes- Big time unheard of. Big time unheard of because they don't want the uncertainty. Right. That is, you know, for people who don't really understand the behind the scenes. I mean, I've done so much, you know, green work on behind, you know, TV shows and whatever. And improv is usually like the land of the abyss for most people because- it's so off script. So I, I love, and he just did, he did an amazing job with uh, Ellen's last show as well. Yeah, he's just, I mean, Amelia, he is so trusting. And in, in one scene he let, I mean, Frankie and I, you know, Frankie Valley and Mary Delgado, the characters were at the dinner table at one point with our four-year-old and he let us improv. We were in an argument, my character was drunk and he let the scene, and I talk about this in the book, he let the scene go on. Like we were just improving for probably five to 10 minutes. And at one point I took the bread basket and I threw it at Frankie and he finally yells cut. And there was like dead silence on the set. And then one of the crew guys goes, wow, that's just like. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. My marriage and everybody just starts hysterically laughing. So you could see what that does is because he is so grounded in who he is, that's how his whole team is. And they're all just as genuine as he is. So when I you know, booked this role, which in itself was, was an incredible, incredible story. Um, I would sit and eat lunch with Clint every time I filmed and I would ask him every possible question I could. And this is such a great lesson in communication, right? In, in listening in being a complete listener and not just listening for you to respond and jump in, but actually taking a, a step back, breathing and allowing that person to be heard that is what I practiced being on set with him and, and spending all this time with him because I was like, I want to absorb all of this greatness, right? And not just about acting, but about life. And one of the greatest lessons he taught me, everybody, was the gift of imperfection. And we were filming, this is a great story, we were filming the big scene in the movie and we do, we do the scene once and then he's like, all right, now I want you to really give it to him. And again, my character is like pissed off. Frankie's been on tour. I'm taking care of the kids. So it was a very heated moment. So we, I get ready, right? We, we're going into the second take and I start the lines. And I'm like, you show up for a couple of days and you think that makes you a father and ah! And all of a sudden I just forget all of my lines. Like they just left my brain. And a second later, I picked it back up. We continued on with the scene. He yells cut and he goes, that was it. And I go, Clint, but I forgot all my lines. He goes, I don't care. It was real and it was raw and that's good. When I was filming Meryl and in my head, everybody, I'm like, oh my God, he's talking to me about Meryl Streep. He's like, 
Meryl used to like to do a million takes to get it just perfect. But then one day I filmed her rehearsal take and she saw how organic and real it was. And from then on, she only did a couple takes. And for me, someone who lived my whole life as a perfectionist, right? I'm sure many of us can, can understand this feeling, not putting something out there until it was perfect, beating ourselves up until it's just right. I all of a sudden realized, wow, there's beauty in imperfection. As human beings, we are imperfect. So why do we not lean into that? And what he showed me that day was that guess what? When we argue sometimes and we're pissed off, we forget what we're going to say. That's a real moment. So now in, in my coaching and, and helping people with their communication skills, this is what I really focus on, this idea of leaning into the imperfection. So that was one of many, many lessons he taught me. We have talked so much about this. Well, not enough yet. I just think it's fascinating that all of a sudden I am 60 years old and this whole concept of being a perfectionist. I mean, Renee, I've never really talked about this with anybody but you. You're the one who started to bring this up. This whole concept of being a perfectionist is bad. Amelia's been talking about it. How is it that I have lived this long proud of being a perfectionist, really? because I do like things right. I like things to be scheduled and I like things on time and I don't like to be late. But how have I lived all this time and only recently had this concept that perfectionism stands in your way? Well, perfectionism is also rooted in judgment. So you have to always look at the root of the behavior and then look to see how does that root frequency, right? The energy of that root, how does that impact everything else, right? So when you're a perfectionist and you're rooted in a negative energy, which is right, that, that, that root that can lead to judgment and comparison and then not good enough and all that other stuff. When you start to understand that the root of it, right, even though the intention is good, the root of it takes you off course. And that's the things that you know, we try to decode here, which then helps, right, from the communication standpoint. If, if I understand when I look at myself that I'm rooted in a form of negativity, even though it's got good intentions, then Renee can help me communicate the intention, which means I've got to move from the negative negative over to the positive. And I can do that lots of different ways. But, you know, it's, it's, we were told, you know, the era that you're talking about, Randy, we were told and taught to be perfect right? We were taught in our school system, we want to have all A's. We were taught to go after the trophy. We were taught in an era of being seen and not heard to look per perfect, to sound perfect, whatever. We were extensions of our family. This is before, you know, the whole, um, you know, time out, you know, that kind of happened in the late seventies. Right. And so you have to remember we're a product of our environment and our environment when we were growing up said we needed to be perfect or as close to it as possible. I just find it so fascinating. But the other thing I want to say that's sort of related in sort of a fun way to what Renee just commented on, I can't begin to tell you the number of times I've been in some sort of creative setting, brainstorming, whatever, in a group meeting, and we're brainstorming, looking for something to do, an idea, a concept, and somebody says something as a joke, 
And that joke is is what we use. I can't begin to tell you how often a joke that somebody just spits out in, in, in a creative session becomes the root of, of where we go from there. And I really, I, I, I have to point that out because it's happened to me many, many, many times. And those rooms are so fun. I mean, I wish more people saw how those brainstorming and writing sessions and rehearsals, what those really look like because so much value comes from that spontaneity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, somebody will say something, everyone's laughing, and then I'll be the one going, wait, 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 wait. Let's think about what you just said. Why can't that, why can't we do that? Why can't that concept, why can't that joke? What you're really saying is X, so why don't we do Y? And it's amazing to me how often that has answered a problem for me. The other thing even creatively I think is fascinating, I'm curious, Renee, if you've had this experience as well, is that so often my first idea is the best, no matter how many, or an, the, the essence of my first idea so often becomes the best idea in a creative brainstorming situation. Always, always, Randy. And this is so funny because this is what I talk to my clients about all the time. So I help, you know, one of one of the, the courses I teach, it's like a live two-day workshop called Connecting on Camera. And it's really to help people to be able to feel confident when they get on video, whether it's to create um, a video for their landing page or to get on a Facebook Live. And what I talk about is this idea that when we're doing a, a standard video, we do a million retakes right? We're like, oh God, that wasn't good. And then, and then 47 takes later, we realized the first one was the best one. And again, it, it all ties back to this feeling of perfectionism. You're like, I could do it better. I could, ooh, there was one piece of hair out of place. I'm going to do it again. Ooh, I flubbed my word a little bit there. But the truth is we connect with the parts of other people, oftentimes that they are the parts that person wants to hide. Let me explain. It's like, we work so hard to wear these masks, and I don't mean the masks for COVID, I'm talking about the masks of a persona, right? Oh, you know, Randy's only gonna like me if I, if I talk about this one thing. Amelia's only gonna like me if I maybe dress like this, whatever the case may be. But the truth of the matter is when we honor ourselves, all of ourselves, the parts of ourselves that maybe we don't like so much, or we think, oh, they won't like me for this or that. And we become vulnerable in that place, maybe talking about, you know what, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety. You know what, I actually don't feel really freaking good about myself. And today I did a video and actually wanted to throw it out the window. When we start to share those parts and we start to really express all of ourselves, those are the parts that others connect with the most. And I know this because times that I've done what I'm talking about, I'm going to do 47 videos. It's going to be perfect. And then I post it and it's like, no one gives a shit. And then I'll post a video like, you know, hot mess, just got out of the gym, you know, need to get my eyebrows done, but I'm speaking about something on my heart, maybe something I'm struggling with. What happens? I post it. I'm getting a million messages. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear that today because what did I do? I leaned into the, the part of myself that maybe I don't often talk about. So it's just a, another great lesson in, in learning to let go of the perfectionism and taking what I call that imperfect action, even when you don't feel like it's exactly how you want it. 
take that step forward. If it's in a conversation, I want to talk to Tara. You know, she said something that kind of offended me. I'm, I'm scared to bring it up because I'm not a confrontational person. We can talk about that in a minute, but I, I hold myself back from that. Then I'm missing a beautiful opportunity of connection. And then when I actually can step forward and say, Tara, listen, I'm really nervous actually about even bringing this up. But the other day when you said this thing to me, you know, it offended me and I just wanted to talk about it because I love you and I don't want this to cause a a rift between us. Right. So just stepping into these shoes of being an imperfect action taker for me has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because the idea of Tara ever saying anything wrong is hysterical to me. There's just no way. I know, I was laughing over here. I was like, of all people, Tara doesn't even know how to do it. (laughs) That's why it was perfect to use her, my beautiful Tara. I was going to say, Tony, Tony, are you there? We actually need to do a room reset. We need to do a room reset. And then I think. Amelia, do you want to open it up after that for to have some questions? I would love from, to. Uh, I would love to. And by the way, Renee's posts are so much fun. You just you have to follow her because I like I love the one that you were just doing. You just were dancing. I'm like I want to be able to dance like that. They're just so much fun. You know, Amelia, I I love to say that, and we are dancing together for sure. That's already on the books. But like this this idea of of doing things. You know, like I, I like to say, I help professionals communicate with confidence through simple and easy tools, all while having fun. Because if there is not fun in what we're doing, what the hell are we doing, right? If there's not joy, joy is like the ultimate attractor. And if you're not having fun, again, even if you screw up, you mess up, it's not perfect, but you're having fun and there's joy, oh my God, that energy in itself attracts the things into your life that you really want. So yes, fun is very much a part of what I do. I think it's it's one of the most incredible ingredients. Well, you know, the reality, Renee, is that if you're not having fun, you just ain't doing it right. So <laughs> you got to make sure you're having fun. Uh, you're laughing. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm in a, a bit of a interesting um, cell reception area. So I just do a quick room reset here. So if you're just joining us, this, of course, is the Breakfast with Champions. And of course, it, it's here every single day, uh, starting at five, five o'clock in the morning, I believe, running all the way uh, till the afternoon. And we're grateful to have you here. We're here, of course, with the one and only Amelia Antonetti uh, and, and, and Randy, Randall Kenneth Jones and the amazing Renee Marino, which is who is the master communicator. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about becoming a master communicator. There's a link above for uh, Renee's website, which we changed because the other one, I guess, was having some issues. So make sure that you're going on there and checking out her book. We're in, in, in a few minutes, we'll also be flipping back and forth through Amelia's website as well. So you can pre-order her book. Uh, which is amazing, and I can't wait to get my hands on on a copy of it when it's ready. So make sure that you're uh, checking out and following Renee, not just here, but on other social medias, and, of course, ordering her book as well because she is absolutely freaking amazing. Of course, you know, one of my favorite Jersey girls. I say one of my favorite because, you know, my favorite's my wife. So, you know, don't take that to heart. Don't take that to heart. (laughs) So that's what we're doing here. Make sure that you're uh, sharing this room. Hit that little box down at the bottom. Let's invite some more people into this conversation because we could all be better communicators. Uh, And, of course, you're welcome and we encourage you to invite, ping some people into this room as well that you know could and should be here. Um, 
And of course, make sure you're following the club. We're here. Amelia has a room, uh, holds space here at 9 o'clock, from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock every Friday. And again, from 11 to 12, which is this hour, always with an amazing guest. Uh, and today is no different. Back to you, Renee, or perhaps Randy. Back to well, you, I just Randy, say, well, so I you can open carry it, it on. Yeah, we just want to open it up to people in the room. If they have some questions, communication questions for Miss Renee, it this is time Greg. to speak up. This is Greg. I've got a comment and a question for Renee. Go right ahead. Hello. Who is that speaking? Hey, Renee, this is Greg. I, I haven't refreshed my screen. I think I'm somewhere down in the bottom. But uh, Hi, Greg. I see you. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I kind of wanted to make a comment on uh, how I've, I've made it a point. I've, I've sat in a restaurant a few times and, and find myself looking around and looking at all the tables and seeing all the miscommunication that's going on, uh, like you're referring to. And it's really sad. Um, but I, I like what Randall said, too, about being able to you can actually use the phone. You can be on it as long as you're both communicating about things. But there needs to be communication going on between the, the people at the table. So I definitely agree with that. Um, I had a quick question. I was wondering, uh, is your book available on Kindle or will it be the eBooks? It sure is. It's actually um, available uh, on Kindle. It's available paperback and it's also available on audiobook. And um, I had a really amazing time recording it. So it's my voice recording my own book and you can find all of that on Amazon. So you'll see that the link above. So if you guys want to order either the book, the audio book, it's all there. Okay, great. I was having trouble with the uh, the previous link, but um, that's great. I, and audio, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that's what I need to look at is switching over to. I, I switched to eKindle to get, because I've, I've got books in boxes. I've got books on children. I tried to get away from all the all the books. I like to hold a book every now and again, but I, I got away from that, and I'm trying to keep a, a, a library now on, on my devices. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the topic. Thank you so much, Greg. We appreciate you being here. Hey, Renee, this is Corey. Hi, beautiful Corey. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. I'm here with all my friends, so I'm great. How are you? Yes, I'm doing good. And I am so excited to be able to listen to your book because I think that your energy that comes through in your presentation and training is like 85% of what just really helps it sink in and resonate. And being a recipient of your training and having you come and speak to our women's group was absolutely amazing. And your life experiences and your conversations, those daily conversations with Clint, were so impactful to all of the women that were in the group. So I look forward to seeing your success with businesses and teams and groups that are really able to take advantage of you. But I can't wait to hear your energetic voice teaching this book. Ah, thank you, Corey. And I want you to know it was such an honor for me to be brought in to, to speak to all of your incredible women. And that's what lights my heart up. You know, I mean, I, I love communication. You, everybody, like it's, it's just our most, our most wonderful gift, right? It's like breathing, breathing. We, we all are breathing, hopefully, 
If we're not, that, that's a bigger problem. But we don't often think about how we're breathing until something goes wrong, right? When you get an anxiety attack, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't breathe. And I find that the same holds true with communication. Most people don't think they have a problem communicating until they come up against a problem. There's a, a fight in a, in a personal relationship. Something happens, a miscommunication at work. And all of a sudden it's like, huh, what could this be? And as human beings, it's, it's natural for us to want to point fingers. Oh, it's because that happened and you and you and you. But with this book and with what I'm doing with my coaching, I want us to start to flip that mirror back on ourselves and say, okay, wait now. How could I be contributing to this problem? How am I communicating? And start with ourselves because to be a master communicator, there must be strong communication with yourself first and foremost. And Corey, I'm just so, so thankful to you for bringing me in and allowing me to share that with your group. So enjoy the audiobook, Everybody, I haven't even listened to my own audiobook yet. So let me know what you think when you listen. <laughs> Renee. Hi, it's Jude. Hi, Jude. And I don't know where I am on this screen. How are you doing? Congratulations on your book, by the way. That's great. Thank you so uh, much. Hey, Jude. I haven't seen you in a while. Welcome. I'm so hey, happy to hear you. I great. haven't seen you either. How are I'm you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm so happy you're here. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I would just I had to say hello. Well, well, thank you. You know, I am so hoping you and I connect one day because we're on these stages, but it hasn't been for a while. And, you know, I do the, I do the Breakfast with Champions on Tuesdays with Nate, live with uh, Jude and Nate on Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern. So pop in, but I, I'm going to tech, I'll send you a message right now because we would be great to connect. We've talked about it. We just haven't done it, but that would be wonderful. So thanks for saying hi. Hey, Renee, back, I wanted to say congratulations on your book. Anybody who's ever written a book, <laughs> I said it's like giving birth to an elephant. Maybe that's easier. I'm not sure. It took me that long. Gestation is what, nine years or something? So congratulations. Um, but I wanted to say I loved your story about Clint Eastwood. And, and the point that I wanted to make is that in my experience, and you know, chime in, you and all of us who've been around a lot of um, high power, you know, powerful people and actors and business people and politicians and whatever, is that being the same is who you come across as. And I know that actors take on a lot of different roles, but Clint Eastwood has always had a good reputation for really being a good person. And, and to have you tell some of the backstory, I thought was really great. And, and I wanted to interview him when I was doing TV full time. And somebody introduced us at a premiere or something. And I said, I said, um, I understand that you don't like to do interviews, but I would love to interview you. And he looked down at me at that smile and he said, well, you heard right, I, I don't like to do interviews. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I said, well, that was kind of a sweet no, because he was smiling. And then I said, how do you feel about a still picture? He said, let's do it. And, and, and I hadn't thought about that story in years. And I have a picture that's still a picture somewhere. I have no idea where it is, but I have it somewhere. But the point I was thinking is that, and I think all of us who coach, and especially in the communication speaking, being the same off stage or off camera as who you are on camera, that really separates how people relate to you and who you are and longevity to your career, to your voice, to your influence. So I felt that was really powerful when you were telling those backstories about him. And, and the other part I wanted to say about perfectionism, and I don't know if, I think it was Randall who asked that question, I'm not sure if he's still here or not, about perfectionism. And I think some of us can border on that, and I certainly can. In fact, I've even asked people who are close to me, including my staff. And they said, no, you're not a perfectionist, but you do like things to be professional. And then I was thinking that, look at all the great people 
We could go to Edison. We could go to Einstein. Uh, they kept working and working until they perfected where they wanted to go. Uh, so I feel there's a balance there, just knowing of a phrase in our office, if anybody wants it, I'm happy to give it to you because I could keep tweaking. And that's what happened on my book. It didn't take nine years, but I kept tweaking and tweaking. And then someday you just had to say, hey, this is done. I'm done. It's getting out there in the world. It is what it is if I want to. Somebody wrote a book called uh, Implement Now, Perfect Later. And I thought, yeah, that's my new motto. And we have a saying in our office. And so please use it, anybody, if you like it. I'll look at a document. I'll look at something that we're printing or something that's going out. And I think I'll look at say, look at everybody and say, hey, look at my team. We love it, don't we? And we all say, yeah, we love it. And it's done. And the good news is that if you mess up, you can stop and say you messed up, have fun with it, and go with it. And I just, this is one of the reasons I love live TV, by the way, more than any other form of, of media, because everybody can see what happens. I mean, if you make a mistake on air, uh, you're live, people are terrified of that. When we're doing media coaching, they're just terrified of being live. I think it's the best, because nobody can take anything out of context. And how you handle a mistake, that comes back to perfectionism, how you handle a mistake, if you have fun with it, then so will your audience. So I think this conversation is so worthwhile, and I'm glad to be with you. And Renee, nice to meet you, because I've not met you before. And Amelia, we'll connect later, okay? Back to you from Jude. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jude. I, I really, really loved hearing your insights. And you brought up something that I do want to touch upon, everyone, because this is something uh, that, I, that I write about in the book. And Jude brought up this point that is so, so crucial right now in this day and age of of digital technology we are essentially all celebrities in our own right right we can put up a video about ourselves we can give you behind the scenes we can put as much of ourselves out there as we want or as little but in order to be someone who who i consider a master communicator someone who is authentic in all areas of their lives you must learn to avoid what I call keyboard confidence. And keyboard confidence refers to that confidence that is only present when behind a screen and through your fingers. And I know that we all know what I mean here. It's like when you go on Facebook and you see a close friend of yours posting something that makes you step back and go, whoa, who is that and what have they done with my friend? Because you know that they would never have that confidence to say in person what they have written. And I see this a lot all on all social platforms. And this is so dangerous because what this does is the opposite of what Jude just mentioned. It is not being the same person all around. And if you want to be a well-rounded, authentic human being, you must be the same person when you see someone face to face that your presence is on social media. So here's a great quick practice to avoid just having keyboard confidence and having all around confidence. When you're going to post something or text something or write an email to someone, this is both personally and professionally, look back at what you wrote and ask yourself this one simple question. Would I feel confident saying this to this person when face to face? If the answer is yes, great. Post away, send the email, send the text. If the answer is no, take out your journal, have a cathartic writing session, and then only write what you would be comfortable saying in person. That is the way to make sure that you are being the same person no matter how someone meets you. 
Renee, I have to tell you, I love that so much. The keyboard confidence, my eyes just got, but I have to tell you something really cute. Another thing that has worked for me on social media is get, I, I've established I'm 60. I am friends on social media still with my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Watt. And I post nothing on social media that I don't feel comfortable with my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Watt reading. So let me tell you, that's another benchmark you can have I love for social it. media. I don't think Mrs. Watt would like it. It doesn't go on. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. And yeah, that could that could be anyone in our lives for us, right? That's Randall's teacher, but maybe for you it's it's your friend or your uncle or your husband or your wife. You know, whoever that person is, I just it's just about being conscious, right? It's like we want to learn to be consciously connected. Because the truth is, we can very easily fall into addiction. I know I do it. This is why I can speak on it. I'll find myself in the middle of a work day and I'm scrolling mindlessly, my husband calls it like the Facebook stare. It's like that night of the living dead stare where I'm just like going down an abyss of, of wasting time on the newest vegan face products to hit the market. And it's important that we know how to snap out of that and consciously connect because otherwise we're wasting time, we're wasting energy and we're wasting opportunities by not really focusing in the areas we want. And, you know, when it comes to keyboard confidence, it can very easily happen. And there are many people we all know in this world, there are many people who feel completely safe behind the screen and, and when they're typing through their fingers. I, I use the analogy of, it's like the wizard from the Wizard of Oz, right? When he was behind his persona of the great and mighty and powerful, and he wore that mask, he felt really good. But then when Dorothy and her friends pulled back that curtain, all of a sudden, Dorothy called him um, just that a humbug. And he all of a sudden retreated and didn't feel strong. But isn't it funny? Now think about this, everybody, that only until his mask was removed and he started operating in who he truly was, could he finally help Dorothy and her friends? He wasn't helping them when he was the great and, and all powerful with that big mask on. It was when he took the mask off and leaned into exactly who he was that he finally helped them. So the same holds true for Hey, I know Miss Tara had Tara. Are you oh, there? Yes. You just sent me a note that you have a question. Yeah. Hi, sweetheart. So for anybody who does not have her book that's on stage or in the Garden of Excellence, I highly recommend you get her book. It is full of so many tools and prompts. And one of my favorite topics, Renee, and you know, I'm going to bring it up is the self-talk because for me, anybody who knows me, I talk to my water, like, and I talk to myself all the time. I'm always talking in loving and compassionate ways, but a lot of us, we get frustrated. We get angry. We, we, we all need to reach out to Amelia and do some behavior modifications and self-talk is so important. And I want you to tell everybody why they're actually, that is actually one of the biggest keys to success because that is actually what's trans, uh, transformed, sorry, a, a huge major part of my life. I love you, Tara. Thank you for asking this. I cannot stress enough, my friends, like, look, I've ch I literally have chills right now. The hair on my arms is standing up because this idea of communication with yourself being the foundation for all of the external communication you have is so powerful and so um just so crucial to our lives and if you you come away with nothing else in this room besides this today it's this 
taking the time to connect with yourself before anyone else. Here's a quick practice again, right? Take your, take your pen out, my friends. When you wake up in the morning, after you open your eyes, go to the bathroom, do your business, come right back to your space and ask yourself this one question, how am I feeling? And then take five to 10 minutes to write about it. What does this do? This allows you to make you the first person that you connect with before anyone else. And that allows you to move about your day in a more grounded place, in a place of more certainty and clarity around what's really going on within, how you're really feeling, because the truth is so much stays in our subconscious mind, right? We could be upset, pissed off, scared, but we're not consciously thinking of it, but that's what's driving our behavior. So when we take that five minutes to ask the question and then physically put pen to paper, it activates that stream of consciousness for us that pulls those thoughts from the subconscious into the conscious, through the hand and onto the page. And then you can look back at it and get clarity around what's really freaking going on. And by knowing that you can move throughout your day more clearly, more peacefully, and maybe not always more peacefully, but at least with the knowledge to know, oh, wow, this is why I'm feeling upset right now. And that relationship, everyone, taking the time to talk to yourself, cry, feel your feelings, that is what helps you to truly set the framework, the foundation for being a master communicator. That's awesome. Can I add something, Renee, to what you said before? Please just masks i agree with you completely and i think it's also masks also play an important role because sometimes you need to use you wear the mask of confidence or borrow somebody else's confidence when you're perhaps not that confident when you're being a communicator so perhaps as an idea because this is something it's a modality that you can use when you're not feeling strong, you're not feeling confident, you can envision yourself as someone else. Like for example, somebody can envision themselves as Renee Marino when they're presenting and they don't really feel confident in the moment, maybe they can borrow yours and kind of put on that mask. So, well, but the important part is then to remove the mask because that's where people kind of mess up is masks do play a role and they're helpful. Sometimes you gotta wear a strong mask when you're feeling weak and that sort of thing. It's just not a good idea to keep those masks on and just keep stacking them because they get really heavy. So just make sure you're taking the mask off and getting back to who you are and your true self. So I just thought I'd just throw that in because I think it's an important part because masks aren't always a bad thing. Absolutely. It's, it always goes back to, Tony, again, being aware through that communication with self. Am I just having to kind of you know step into the shoes of envisioning that person that I admire? And I'm conscious of that, or am I doing it unconsciously and just leaving that mask on because I think that's who people want to see because I don't want to tap into who I truly am. So yeah, very, very love great. it. Do we have time for one more quick question? Do we have time for one more? Yeah, can, yeah. Uh, can I can I add it, it's something to Rene? Uh, Rene, uh, your your book must be very good. Okay, uh, I I have been uh, a president chairman for so many NGOs, you know, uh, the communication is, is something, it's an asset. It's an asset for a person. Uh, you can be a great thinker, okay? You can invent a lot of things, but you, you are not good in communication. Uh, you, you cannot face the camera. So this, this is something that I appreciate, Rene. Rene, uh, your book must be just very good, okay? Uh, we, we, we have a human being 
very big point, you know. When, when they are good in thinking of something or inventing something, but they are not good in communication, you know. And that's why this book, uh, uh, I can guarantee, I can guarantee, Rene, you are going to sell like hotcakes, okay? You know, uh, I, I'm a professor. Okay? I, I've been uh, NGOs, you know, president, and, and, and I, I, I speak in front of thousands of people, okay? And go everywhere and speak, okay? And and I, I know that, uh, you know, I always give a simple, 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 uh, you know, language, you know. I don't use a, a sarcastic uh, language, you know. People need to think, the audience need to understand, you know. Uh, I use a simple English, okay. And uh, the, you know, what we want is the message to go through. And and I end up here. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Rene. And thank you for giving me a space to talk. My name is Michael Yap. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. I, I so appreciate that. And, and thank you for being here. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. So we're at the top of we are at yeah, noon. I was going to say we're at the top of the hour. Uh, Randy, you want to close it up and then we'll we'll. Uh... Well, no, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, thank you so much, Renee. How special to everybody who contributed today, everybody who shared, everybody who listened. Um, and we've got Nate here. Just... We got Marcus here. We got Eric here. I think the boys are rolling in here, ready to rock on just before this holiday weekend, Mr. Randy. I think we got some friends. Yep. Yep. I am so thrilled and so grateful, and this is such a highlight for my week. Is there anything else we need to add before we pass it over to social media? I we need have. a hug and kiss on Good Renee. Job. Can we flash her mics? Good Give job. a woo woo. We love our sister. Follow her, follow her, follow her on Instagram and the social channels. Support her by buying the book. Buy the book for somebody that you love. And um, you know, together we rise. I love yes, you. and make sure that you're going. Make sure you're sorry. Make sure you're going to Amelia.com and pre-order her book as well. So thank you all for being here. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you. Renee. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for bringing me on. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.